sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Rise and shine, sports investors. It is another beautiful day in the neighborhood. Thursday, November 12th. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. This is the early line right here on Sports Grid, giving you the edge. I'm Dane Martinez, and as always, I got my main man, Kevin Walsh, burning the candle at both ends, trying to give you all the information you need to make it a profitable day. We'll also put the fun and functional sports content at the same time. And, Kev, the umbrellas are out, but they are teeing off at Augusta as we speak. I hope you got in all your bets yesterday because now kev we are in the live markets as some guys are already teeing off the first group Mm -hmm. to go the seven o'clock group right we've got glover connors and pond already on the course and as you mentioned yesterday knowing if someone tees off on the back nine or the front nine is pretty important right kev because if you're on the back nine you start with amen corner something for us to watch for yeah, absolutely. If that is, from what we understand, you know, the hardest holes on this yeah, course, 10, 11, right? Uh, yep. 12, then you get off to a slow start. All of a sudden, a guy drops, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's an overreaction, and you know mm-hmm. why. So that type of context, I mean, that's what we look for when we're talking about in-game live, right? Yeah, is understanding sure. moves and understanding if they are overreactions or underreactions. And that is the piece of information that is so, so valuable. So keep that in mind. If you see, you know, somebody put one in the water, whatever it might be, right? Cam was letting us know there's some water around. Yeah, it could be damning to their start. Day one. Might be there, might be their first ball of the day. Jump back in. Don't worry. Yeah, absolutely. And remember what we also heard, right? The idea of the 10-stroke lead cutoff for the cut is not necessarily going to happen. So more reasons that you can still be in it, even if you said, like, Kevin, put a ball in the water. Remember, though, if you're John Rahm, even if you put a ball in the water, it'll just skip hmm. right across and wind up on the <laughs> green. We're talking a lot about water here, Kev, and a lot of the buzz around this course, around this tournament, especially being played in November instead of in April, as usual right was going to be the weather we have heard and now we have visual evidence that it's raining down there in georgia but kev i know you've got the weather report and supposedly it's going to lighten up a little bit later this morning can you tell us those Mm -hmm. details because that's another factor to think about especially with some groups that may get off in better conditions than others yeah so right now just you know using our friends over at google we've got uh it's it is raining uh 75 percent chance of rain humidity is 95 percent wind down to six which isn't bad but from the projections here by around 10 things will clear up which is good and you know the grass has the humidifiers under it so the course could um the the softness of it all could change, which is the big thing that everybody is talking about. The bombers and how it is a luxury for them to be able to slam this thing because you won't be getting those friendly rolls on your tees. But if the rain does lighten up, 
goes away and the course goes back to you know not being as soft then it levels the playing field a little bit and if anything goes back towards your straight drivers Right, right, right. Fair enough. So we will keep an eye out on that. We'll be giving you updates if everyone gets out to an early great start in round one as we welcome our radio audience from around the country. Big shout out to everybody getting on the grid bright and early with us on the early line. Dane Martinez and Kevin Walsh. And Kev, you know, now that we're in the live markets, right, we know we have the idea of the leader after one round. We have the Masters outright and we've had some movement there. It's interesting. We've got a new bet also you can bet live if someone will be bogey free for round yeah. one and that's interesting you know even at the highest you get 12 to 1 14 to 1 with a guy like bryson dechambeau kev quite honestly i don't think i would bet that right because we've heard from everybody the game with some of these big bombers they don't give a damn they're gonna hit it as far as they can and then hope that with their wedges or with their shorter irons that they got an angle what i would say though is you know, especially with these big hitters, Kev, there is variance, right? And if they mm-hmm. spray it and have one wayward drive, you know, their game is so that they can attack so much for so many birdies and even eagles on the big boys. But I think they acknowledge almost, right, that when they spray one or miss one, they're going to maybe get a bogey in there. So I don't know that bogey free round is something that yeah. I would mess with with some of these big bombers. Instead, maybe some of, as Cam says, you know, some of the lighter hitters that manipulate the ball around the golf course and play it more conservative, at least in this market, right? Because the variance is there with these big hitters. Right. The idea, I think, for a bomber, if you will, is to, I'll make it back later. A bogey now, right. two eagles later. We'll be, we'll be right. just fine. Or a bird, I should say a birdie, not an eagle. Eagles are not that simple to come by. But you get my point, right? Is sure. They'll, they'll hey, make no, it. No, I'm going to go get an eagle here. No problem. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just, as an Eagles fan, like, you know, it's, it's more I exciting. I will just say this. For folks, you know, more similar to myself who, you know, we've been following golf now on this show for a long time, but it's still maybe not something that, you know, you've come to fully embrace. What is happening this weekend is really, really fascinating with Bryson DeChambeau. Here's the analogy I draw. This would be like if we just dropped Steph Curry into the 90s NBA and he outwardly was talking about how the rest of the league had no chance because of what he was going to do from beyond the arc. Bryson is challenging the way this sport is Mm -hmm. played, and he is the conversation. It is going to be fascinating to watch him, of course this whole field, but the favorite and how he plays this course and what kind of lead or struggles he begins this tournament with. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, right here to the early line. We've got Masters Fever. They are on and popping right now. Kevin gave you the weather report. Kevin gave you everything you need to look at um, as we go on. And, you know, Kev, there's going to be some very, you know, like featured groups, right? And I know you, um, when we were talking with Ken yesterday, we we were talking about how much you love the uh, three-ball 
matchup, mm-hmm. right? You can get tournament matchups. You can get head-to-head for a round. And what they usually do are the three guys that are going off together in a group. They put them in a matchup bet. So I want to look at some of them that have some of the big boys in them. And we start, honestly, with a group that is going off in about 20 minutes with John Rahm and Bryson DeChambeau. Can you believe these guys are actually together in a group? And you know I've been all about Louis Oosthuizen as well. Remember, I mentioned that to Cam, and Cam was kind of on Oosthuizen as a guy in that 40 uh, 40 to 1 range. He has won the Masters. Here, obviously, the big favorite is DeChambeau. Would you go with the chalk, even though it is plus 130? Rom is there at a little bit longer of a price at plus 155. Or do you want the big money? Because, listen, on any given round, right? Like, right. it's not like Oosthuizen is a chump and you can get him at plus 340. You go in the chalk or are you uh, taking a swing with the South African, my man Louis Ooh. So, all right. Louis. I'm not doing that. Like the one thing right. is, I get it. It's plus money. It's not, but like, it's plus three so is Bryson. Like... Yeah, but like, so is Bryson and Rom. You know what I mean? It's not like these guys don't also have okay. plus numbers sat next to them. Right. It's funny you bring this it's up. It's like me taking this the draw, the... bro. It's like me taking the draw. Right. It's <laughs> yeah. Know? It's like it's you being like, I can't avoid the plus money. It's like they're all plus money thing, <laughs> but it's what it is. Like, of course, I will say, like, I've been staring at this quite a bit because. Okay. I I want a piece of this Bryson thing, but I also right. I do like Rum. See, this is the thing with me is like people. Oh, then I've had the market for you. There was top American, I believe, at yeah. one point where Rom gets backed out. Rory would get backed out, and it would in essence yeah, be Brooks like Bryson and like yeah. yeah, and Dustin Johnson, and Dustin Johnson would be the other big one, right? But see, like I'll event. go against DJ. Like DJ is obviously okay. awesome, but like the see, I like Bryson because he's challenging the sport. Brooks, right, right, right. you know, look, he's a little bit of a pest for people. I'm into it. Gotcha. And then people gotcha. like complain about Rom because he has a bad attitude and he has a temper. Oh, the guy cares too much? Look, I don't know if that's what it is, but that's what I'm going with. So I kind of like Rom too. <laughs> so okay. I'm just, I'm all about it. But I'll, there's a there's a chance that like at 730, I'm like, hey, by the way, I, I took Bryson in the three ball. And we will look forward to that. Another group that I think is very, very interesting. You got Tony Finau. When we talked with Cam, he's kind of on Tony Finau a little bit. Finau also he likes as a round one leader. Okay, I know Cam was saying that yesterday on Coast to Coast and on Game Time Decisions. The issue with Finau that at least Cam and others see is the ability to close, right, on Sunday when the chips are down. So if you got these guys in the group and he's not even the top choice, Tony Finau at plus 160 seems interesting to me. Um, Our guy Carver High is on Patrick Reed in this group. Mm. You got any inklings here? I I really have come to like Tony Finau with everything that, you know, he, again, he's like the only guy, and I feel bad laughing, whose odds are shorter to lead after round one than actually win a tournament. Which is like, for people to have context, Bryson is like double to lead after round one versus his outright markets, okay? that That's not supposed to be a thing. It's just that everybody knows. Like, if you, let's just say we get to Sunday, right? And they're like, there's five people left. Bryson, Rom, and one of them's Finau. People will go, there's four people left. That's what they will say. And it'll be understandable. But, like, at some point, from all the golf people that you listen to, that you respect, they will tell you, he has the game. It's just 
we've been doing this too long to not understand that until he wins, he can win. It's one of those things. No, I buy that. But as you mentioned, first round leader in a three ball group today, maybe that's how if you do want to ride the horse that is Tony Finau, but not being locked into, you know, his ability to close it out in the clutch on Sunday. We got another big time group. We're talking about, in my opinion, two of the maybe, you know, five guys that are likely to be there on Sunday are playing together today. They tick uh, they tee off at I believe it's a. 1149 and this grouping has justin thomas and your boy brooks kepka in that group that seems to be a big one maddie fitzpatrick is the kind of third wheel in this one at plus 260 how do you feel if you are matthew fitzpatrick here when you're like playing with jt and brooks kepka i know it's not as bad as like playing with tiger or something like that but it's like which one of these things do not belong you riding with jt at plus 115 or is this another opportunity where you know, a larger price for someone you like is attractive, like an easy way mm-hmm. to get almost two to one on Brooks. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the answer is Brooks for me. The thing about Justin Thomas is, you know, and again, I, I this is stuff that you listen to people who know this sport very well. Justin Thomas has a perfect game for Augusta, but has routinely right. not performed well at Augusta. So, that's in the that's up to you kind of decide is this his year is this the year that we break through i feel like of all of the tournaments that which we have broken down none more than the masters has people's previous form been factored in more maybe versus form entering a tournament we hear bubba watson ah bubba yeah it's augusta tiger that's augusta like this is where these guys perform and mm-hmm. it gives them a bit more juice. Again, Brooks coming off those 265s at Houston. You heard Cam bought in. And I think you guys who've heard me badger Cam about Kepka for the last, you know, six <laughs> months. however many months we've been doing this know that he's not a Brooks guy, but the value right. is there on Brooks. Matt Fitzpatrick, as far as I'm concerned, can get the step in. He made some unfriendly comments about Bryson, basically saying that, you know what it was? He, You, you know the James Harden comments about Giannis, how it's like, ah, yeah. oh, it takes no skill to do what he does? That's what Fitzpatrick right. said about Bryson DeChambeau. Right, you know, it's not the art form that golf was supposed to be when you're just shattering it. I love your Steph Curry. I love your Steph Curry uh, analogy because you've heard me say about what the Splash Brothers are doing, changing the math and geometry of mm-hmm. basketball, and that's exactly what Bry- uh, Bryson and others are seeking to do. Right, change the math and the geometry of golf. You mentioned Tiger. Let's see Tiger's group. My question with Tiger, right? Can he summon the echoes once more? this week but as you see tiger's three ball what about the idea here that listen if tiger has injuries and the grind with his back maybe his best performance will be in round one he's even money though and a guy like shane lowry you know is no slouch there at plus 140 you want to ride tiger today so whenever you see someone at really short odds i will say it's hard not to be drawn to it because it is so right. difficult to find minus money on the board. Like, there's a group that has Jason Day at minus 150. It's almost like, oh, awesome. Like, that means he's totally going <laughs> right, to win right, right. type of deal. So seeing Tiger at even money is interesting. You made a really interesting point there, though, right, Dane? Through health, earlier the better. 
But we've Maybe. also seen some people kind of say, how is he going to respond to the weather, right? We said it's going to get sure. better during the day. That's an early yeah. tea time for Tiger. You know, backs and knees when it rains. It's this weird thing that you would think, mm-hmm. like, is, like, folktale. But it's a real thing. Like, knees and backs flare up in the rain for whatever reason. Yeah, that's true. And Tiger, realistically, maybe won't be as comfortable you mentioned Shane Lowry, a guy that Cam always talks about, the Irish Bear. He mentioned him, yeah. by the way, for a round one leader. So this would be Shane and the Lowry. Top European pass. market, right? Maybe the top mm-hmm. European market where a lot of people are just automatically on Rory, but Shane Lowry could be the whammy in that one. You know, Kev, what's interesting to me, we got to go to the news update and we will do so. But when I put together some things, you mentioned about the rain lightening up potentially later in the day, right? And when the Justin Thomas Brooks Kepka group goes out at 1149, they are the second to last group yeah. to go. And then when we come back we'll talk about one more three ball kind of grouping and these guys that may have you know an advantage going off as the last group of the day well there are a couple of names in that group that everybody knows about as well we'll ask you to pick the winner in that group and also how much of an advantage it may be for them we'll do all that when we come back right here on a master's edition of the early line SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, we are right back here on the early line on a Masters beginning Thursday we have got our first uh, taking the field. We do have a 10-minute delay to start, so uh, a little bit more time to contemplate your possible DeChambeau bets. Um, the more they push this back, the more annoying I will be to Dane as I ask him, hey, should I take Bryson now? Should I take Bryson now? Uh, which is always a good time, but uh, Dan, mm-hmm. I know there was one more uh, three ball yeah. group that you wanted to bring up. Listen, and it was the last group, right? The last group of the day that goes off. Remember, this may be after the weather weather gets a little bit better. And we got big boys. Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson are both in the group that goes off at noon, okay? And look at some of these numbers. First of all, the third is no slouch either, Kev. Might this be the place where you just take the longest odds? Because I understand, DJ, we know Rory. But what about, like, the third wheel in this group is Patty Cantlay, who is clearly no slouch and he's at plus 260 in this group like why can't Cantley have a best the best day of the three he no he absolutely can't see the funny thing is i already know i've done this to cam enough to know he would say ah kev i just stay away but again right see this is where sometimes you and i don't know any better because <laughs> i just get excited and you love plus money it's your favorite sure thing do. in the world like sure do. to be fair is patrick Cantley? on DJ Rory tier? No. But could I argue to you that no Patrick Cantlay should not be 260 in any market? I think that's plausible. I'm not mad at taking Pat Cantlay at plus 260. I think, to, and this is again, I'll just make this point again, there is not a single price on that three ball that I'm that I'm like, oh, there's right. no way. It's all, it's all plus money on the best one of golfers. those three bets, right? I'd be like, ah, 
you could compel me with the case you would be making if it was for DJ, if it was for Rory, or if it was for Patty Cantlay. Unfortunately, uh, Kev, you do not want to make a case for the amateur out of China, Yuxin Lin, who is already plus two after just one hole of the Masters. So we will continue to check in on that. However, we do have other sports to talk about. And Kev, I know you are excited because, you know, we got NBA news, notes, and buzz to talk about, right? And we made this point, Kev. It is going to be fast and furious over the next couple of weeks. The draft itself is next Wednesday. We've also heard Mm -hmm. that, you know, the idea of free agency is going to start right after that, I believe on the 20th and then if you think about it teams and players are reporting to their camps on December 1st right so there's literally going to be this window of about 10 to 14 days where the entire composition of the NBA is going to change due to free agency and the draft and so we got to get people ready for it okay we talked about the salary cap yesterday the dates some of the buzz around guys like uh Spencer Dinwiddie buzz around guys like Sergi Bach There is also now the big headline. We started to talk about this, and I'm bringing it up again because we heard uh, from the horse's mouth, shall we say, yesterday. Russell Westbrook wants out of Houston, Kev. Uh, We don't know necessarily is it in the uh, Harden-Westbrook dynamic thing. What I think it is is Harden wants the ball in his hands all the damn time. Is he cool if Eric Gordon shoots a pop-up three after the ball rotation? Yes, right? But does he want Russ going around doing all his stuff? I don't know. And so it seems like this is real, more fire than just smoke about Russell Westbrook potentially being on the move, Kev. What say you? Oh, this is absolutely real. Cham Strana mm. uh, does not, you know, report this lightly. This is absolutely live that Russell Westbrook has requested a trade. Now, we got the update that followed that James Harden remains committed to Houston, and right. his trade request won't be following. So this doesn't just have legs. People are walking. People are moving. As far as Westbrook's decision, he apparently was uncomfortable with some of the changes at the top, which, again, this Mm. isn't just Mike D'Antoni. It's down Maury, right? It's Maury going to Philly, I actually think, matters more than this Mm. move by Mike D'Antoni and bringing in Silas as the head coach. But also, apparently, Russ wants to go back to his lead ball handler role. Didn't like playing second fiddle to James Harden. And... I don't really know how this is meant to play out. You know how Chris Paul flipped the asset value from negative to positive in OKC? Westbrook did the exact opposite, okay? It went negative to more negative, realistically. But apparently the Clippers are interested, and that is with distance. Look, the next thing, it'd be cool. If the Clippers make a move for Russell Westbrook, I mean, I just, I need to know the details. Is Paul George getting sent out? There's no way Westbrook and Pat Bev are going to play on the same team. I can't imagine that. Like, Westbrook and Kawhi are going to mesh? Eh? I don't, I I hate the move for the Clippers. I want to see it happen. Interesting. I'm the complete opposite, Kev. I want to see him in the garden. I want to see him being the dominant ball guard. I want to see 43, 15, and 14 every single night, Mm -hmm. you know, because I also think it could be 
the spark. I'm not saying the Knicks are a playoff team. I'm not saying the Knicks are back to prominence, right? But could he carry them to just like relevance that can start to maybe attract the free agent next year to start to get them out yeah. of the depths? Because when you also talk to me about the Clippers, I don't see the fit, Kev. Okay, what I'm reminded of. What I'm reminded of for me last year, remember when Kawhi signed in L.A., right? And the big we thought that was going to happen. The big kind of news with it was that he brought Paul George with him via like trade, right? And he targeted Paul George because him and Paul George both like played the game the right way. We're both two-way players, right? And the Clippers mm-hmm. have a ton of two-way players. You mentioned Pat Bev. I talk about the Morris brothers, right? That is not Russell Westbrook. I just don't see how that fits, but I do think it's possible this New York Knicks idea could be real. You know, we mentioned about the salary cap also yesterday. We kind of know now what teams will have to do to fit people in. One guy, I think he might be the most improved player. Everyone loves Bam Adebayo. It looks like he may be looking for big time money from Miami as well. What do you think about Bam? Does he deserve it? Will he get his money if he's looking for, in essence, he's looking for Giannis Max money. Like, does he deserve it more than Fred Van Fleet? <laughs> Look, the reality of oh, I mean, there's way more than Fred Van Vliet. Way more. <laughs> That's not a disrespect to FVV, but like Bam Adebayo has established himself as an All Star and one of the more valuable players um, yeah. that are you know in terms of guys coming up for the contract. But see, for it's sure. not about this being a Giannis esque max. It's about how they can keep their Giannis cap space available. That's what the Heat mm. care about. They'll pay Bam. There's no right, right, right. Yeah. But they need to make sure that they've got this breathing room because they believe that they are live in the Giannis sweepstakes. It's a right. tight rope to walk. How you tell Bam, listen, you're the guy. We love you, okay? It's you and Jimmy to the end. But can we just hold off a little bit because we got to give some legs here to see if we can pull Giannis in. And now Bam, to me, feels like he's down for the cause. Sure, no problem. But make sure you pay me when it's time. That's my expectation. Right. You gotta take care of me eventually, right? But if Bam's like, listen, man, I gotta get mine. And the Heat are like, yeah, we kind of can't. We gotta wait. And then they strike out on Giannis, and Bam's upset, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, again, right. it's a very tight rope to walk, but there's no other option for the Heat. You can't blow the opportunity at Giannis. I mean, this guy, this that's where he stays in the offseason in Miami. You, you have to give yourself that breathing room because they do seem to be very live in that sweepstakes. Listen, I'm remind, I'm reminded, Kev, last time Miami put forth a huge, a big three, right? And LeBron and Bosch and Wade, they all had to take what they called haircuts, right, to fit all those contracts mm-hmm. in. And listen, if you want to fit that kind of composition of max superstars, maybe they got to get some of their money elsewhere in, like, endorsements, which will be flowing if they get to the promised land. Hey, Kevin, we come back on the other side of the break. We're going to dive into the NBA draft and the NBA draft mm-hmm. markets, which are less than a week away. And I know you are very excited, but with the couple of minutes we have left here, I mean, we're in that kind of legal tampering period, as I call it. And there's been other names that I've heard a lot about, right? Chris Paul, uh, Drew Holiday, um, you know, these other names out there. Any update from you on something you think is becoming more real and less smoke? You know, is there other names to watch for on the on the move? I know of Holiday and CP3 that come to mind for me. Are there any other Mm -hmm. names that we should keep an eye on? Like, 
I remember last year, everyone was talking about Bradley Beal, right? But I haven't heard his mm -hmm. name uh, yep. in the offseason. Anything else that we should keep our eyes on? Yeah, we actually got uh, some pretty significant uh, Drew Holiday updates yesterday that the Hawks uh, have emerged as a potential trade destination huh. for Drew Holiday. That report came from Mark Stein what does that mean about in the New Young, York though? Times. What would that mean for Perfect. Trey? It means put Trey next to Drew Holiday. Put, mm. and I love Trey Young, a terrible defender next to an all-NBA caliber defender who would fit perfectly next to Trey Young. Everything okay. says that Atlanta desperately wants to get him to the playoffs. A lot of teams in this Eastern Conference, by the way, believe they are live. Like, Russ coming over, it would be really interesting to see the projected Eastern Conference playoffs. And as far as the Pelicans go, they would be seeking getting back the sixth overall pick. And we have heard rumors that this team is interested in trading up in the draft. The big Reddit alarm for me. And there's a lot of talk right now over the sixth pick. Because also, by the way, there was talk that the Timberwolves wanted that sixth pick, which is like sound all alarms, something crazy's going on. Something's going but down. But if right. teams are now targeting the same pick, right? It makes me wonder is the top of this draft more solidified than we yeah. know? And teams are moving to six. What a strong idea as to who would be on the board. That's possible. And I've also heard that this draft may only be six or seven picks deep anyway, right? And it may yeah. fall off a cliff after that. So maybe you're just trying to get in when the level of talent is still there. The legal tampering will continue. But when we come back here on the early line, we start to look at some of these draft markets and how to make money off of it. Come on back. The early line continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the early line, giving you the edge on Sports Grid. We've got holes finished by three groups, and we have yet to have our first uh, birdie or better in Augusta so far. Some people are getting through even. We got some groups that will be teeing off in a little bit. Remember, it is raining, and, you know, the, the morning dew, as Cam mentioned, can obviously be an issue down there in Georgia. But we move now. We're talking about the NBA, Kev, and, you know, the free agency moves and trades that will happen your head needs to be on a swivel now that we are pretty much in the legal tampering period where social media reigns supreme mm -hmm. and we are seeing this i remember you even mentioned that like jimmy butler and joel Embiid were kind of uh flirting with each other on social media <laughs> but the other piece of the puzzle here kev is the NBA draft and the NBA draft happens less than a week away on next Wednesday and our friends and partners over at FanDuel have certainly built up some markets for you to bet the big one and the first one obviously that we'll discuss is you know projections and odds to be the number one overall pick now if you look at this kind of in a zoomed out fashion Kev Anthony Edwards was the favorite I remember the night of the lottery going into this market at around minus 300. There has been movement. It's listed here now as co-favorites with LaMelo Ball. But you're saying the movement even has continued. And now, you know, the big baller brand sits on top. 
Absolutely. This is a big move here, guys. Um, Anthony Edwards at one point during the offseason was up to about minus 330 in this market. There you go. Understandably so. It seemed like it was his spot to lose. He seemingly has lost it. Uh, there was a lot of reports from Jonathan Gavoni, John Hollinger, and anybody else that it looked like it was going to be LaMelo Ball. One thing is, he had not worked out. Last night, Dane, he had a private workout with the Minnesota Timberwolves with the caveat of, you shot the ball well. Sometimes that's all it takes. It really is. LaMelo Ball is now at minus 135 to be the first overall pick. At this point, this seems like a train that is only going to keep moving. You might be saying to yourself, this is, by the way, yesterday that minus 110 was the first time that LaMelo had gone to minus money to be the first overall pick since maybe they posted the market like a year and a half ago. Okay, You might say to yourself, Oh, man, am I really going to bet this guy 135? Well, if it closes at minus 300, you get a good number? Right. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it's now or never on LaMelo Ball. I think this is a train that keeps moving. Everything says this guy's the first overall pick. Okay, uh, let me throw a monkey wrench into that. Potentially for you, mm-hmm. right? He worked out with the Minnesota Timberwolves. They have the number one overall pick. We have yes. also heard, because I, I question about how he's paired with Russell. Potentially, you seem to think it's fine, and I trust you. You are our NBA expert. But we've also heard a lot of buzz that Minnesota may not make yep. this pick. They may trade mm-hmm. out of this pick. And what if, Kev, and ask, uh, you know, I'm looking to you for advice here, what if the, the team that wants to move up doesn't want a guard what if they want a big man haven't we heard the idea of people trading up to go get Wiseman potentially Mm -hmm. even all the way up to one or two so talk to me about either Wiseman at six to one being the Mm -hmm. first pick and I acknowledge that may be because someone went up to go get him or Mm -hmm. you have um, the kind of over under markets on specific players and I think Wiseman is one of those as well yeah so 100 percent the Timberwolves might not make this play. But Jonathan Gavoni reported that the growing belief is that the number one overall pick will be LaMelo Ball, whether it's the T-Wolves or not. A trading up team is likely coming for LaMelo Ball. We've heard the Bulls, we've heard the Pistons, and we've heard the Thunder as teams that possibly would fit that description. But to your point, Wiseman's name was also floated around. If the Hornets wanted to go from 3-1 to one and lock in their desired target of James Wiseman, and I think that is absolutely plausible, here's uh, what you could do is take Anthony Edwards over 1.5 at minus 144. Mm. Now, okay. I got this yesterday at plus 126, all right? Luckily enough, we were first to the market for those that were there Over hanging out on Walsh Wednesday. So like not on the, the number mm-hmm. one pick. Exactly. Nice. What does that do? Now, it's not the minus 135 of LaMelo, but for nine extra dollars, I've bought James Wiseman. That's And that's what we're looking at here. I mean, the other option, Dane, is to play minus 135 and what is now 7 to 1 on James Wiseman. But that's certainly a way that you could play this market. It does feel like Anthony Edwards has lost footing in this market, and it's either LaMelo or somebody, as you've mentioned, dead set on getting a big. 
All right, fair enough. So listen, now that you talk about it, and as you start to hear some of the uh, analysis going into this, you hear the names Anthony Edwards. You hear the mm-hmm. name LaMelo Ball. You hear the name James Wiseman, Obi Toppin, and others. These are kind of the big boys. But the beauty, Kev, to me at least, of these over-under markets, right, mm-hmm. is not up at the top, but a little yeah. bit further down, right, where there's a little bit more variance. And I know you found a couple of guys that in the over-under market, market you you think their number is off a little bit right or there Mm -hmm. are draft nicks out there specific guys so let's take a look at that we talked about anthony edwards that's one of them already i get that but we got a couple of tyrese's in the mix as Mm -hmm. well tyrese halliburton who you know the leverage point is the seventh eighth pick and again i find that interesting because i've also heard that this draft may be six seven deep right so then after that I think the variance completely grows. And then this Therese Maxey also, for him, it's mm-hmm. outside of the lottery. And, you know, you could either be – all it takes is one, Kev. You know what I mean? Yep. All it takes is one of those teams to like a guy like Maxey, and then, bang, you hit that bet. So tell me not about the top names that we're going to hear in the first half hour of the draft, mm-hmm. but about some of these guys. Why do you have a lean one way or the other on one of the Tyrese's? Yeah. Now, we have been fortunate, again, to get some of the best of these numbers. The market's starting to agree with us. Yesterday, we had Halliburton nice. under 7.5 at plus 104. We saw there on the graphic it went down to a minus number. It currently sits at minus 144. So it's good that it's okay. agreed with us. Here's the interesting thing with Halliburton. From what I've been able to understand, the floor is 8. So that's his window. Assuming the top three of their top three, his window is 4 to 8. It does leave us one spot of vulnerability, but right now, because the Knicks have the eighth overall pick, you can bet who will go first, second, third, fourth, and eight. Because it's the Knicks. Understandable. Halliburton is the favorite, but it's at three to one. So that's protection, okay? If you want it from every report, it's not going to go further than eight. That's where the fall of Halliburton stops. But here's the thing with Tyrese. He is the bracket buster. He is the guy that sneaks into the top three, and we go, oh, my goodness, what is going on? A sophomore out of Iowa State that can fit into any backcourt will have all GMs falling in love with him, and that's every report that we have heard. There's You can't find a team that doesn't love Tyrese Halliburton. So once we get going, I understand, right, this window here might feel small because it's four, five, six, seven. Right. If we assume the top three of the top three, absolutely. But there's a reason why this market has started to move in our favor. The Tyrese Maxey one, this is already off to a nice start. It was 17 and a half yesterday, add a bit of plus money. This thing didn't move in juice. Dang, this thing moved a full draft position, Came down a full which is fantastic. Position. And a couple of things that have worked, you know, when you just start to think through this, Kentucky dominated the NBA playoffs, right? From Jamal Murray to Devin Booker's 8-0 run to Anthony Davis to Tyler Hero. Are we sure we want to let the next Tyler Hero fall to 17-18 in this draft? I doubt it. And Maxi had a very strong pro day, the one that was on ESPN2 that Clutch put together. I think Maxi only moves further. I would be surprised to see him fall out of the lottery. 
Okay. Awesome. So then listen, if you if you're setting it as possibly inside the top twelve or thirteen in the lottery mm-hmm. and the number was originally at seventeen and a half and moving in that direction, it's kinda like a watch out for the hook, Kev. You know, get it now yeah. before it keeps on moving. You know, part of what we talk about, Kev, when we look at these golf markets is that there's so many fun props, so many ways to bet it. We saw this in the NFL draft as well, right? And there's some interesting ways to skin the cat in the NBA mm-hmm. draft, you know, when when you think about not only over under positions for specific players, right, but there's totals uh, for things like uh, how many freshmen will go in the yes. first round, things like the different conferences at play. And you're talking about a school like Kentucky, right? Like they almost send entire teams to the NBA <laughs> at, at one time, you know, like you go visit Cal- Calipari comes to your living room and it's like, don't worry, kid, chill with me for a year and a half and then you'll be in yeah. the lottery. Right. So talk to me. Um the idea that freshmen are also kind of, you know, one and done and overtaking the talents are on the express path to the NBA. Talk to me about any of these markets you like, whether it's the freshman or a specific conference that you want to attack that you're either fading or riding with. So let's talk freshmen in the top 10. The over four and a half is plus 194. Okay. To this point, I've basically just been talking about CLV that I've gotten. And what good does that do anybody, right? This number, though, is the number that I've bet that is still there. And honestly, this, I'm just be, the fact that it's still there has me wondering if I've messed something up. Because I don't know why it's still right, so there. So name them. So, name so, the four exactly. that are definite and then the one that's the fringe. What do we got? So Anthony Edwards, definite, right? Bang. James yes. Wiseman, Wiseman, definite. bang. Right? Onyeka Okwangu, okay, yes, out yes. of USC, is a definite. Yes. Who, by the way, yes. has an over-under of six and a half. Under six and a half is minus 172. So those are to me, Dane, our three, That's three. definites, right? Okay. But this is the thing. Yeah. It doesn't stop there. Patrick Williams, freshman out of Florida State, over under nine and a half, minus I'll 162 to the yeah. under. Everything we've heard, this guy's got a promise from the Pistons who picked seventh. I expect him to go seventh. Right. If they give us we'll a give market a of yes, like, right? So we now need one more, right? Again, The book is doing this for us. Isaac Okoro, freshman out of Auburn, over Mm -hmm. under, nine and a half, minus 260. Dane, that's five. That's five. And this is not, this is a plus 194 number, and the Mm. odds are telling you this should be flipped on its head. Okay? The only, I'm sitting here. Plus 194. Or at least like. You know, right? Even money or something like that with yeah. four and a half, right? For, it could still be the right number, but the plus one ninety four makes it seem like incredible value, Kev. I like that. You were naming some of these yeah. players. Like, what do we got? I know, you know. Listen, the ACC has everyone, right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Kentucky and the SEC, but I know you're going out west. I think yes. for the most for the best conference you like in terms of the total. Yeah. So I will let everybody know this bet not for the faint of heart. Okay, mm. it's gonna be gonna it? it's gonna be a road, but I think we get okay. there. Okay, so here's the problem: the only guy that's supposed to go in the top twenty is on Yaka. Is your boy from okay, USC? Out of USC, said, yeah. right? He's right. like the only guy going in the top twenty. Okay. But then it's just all Pac-12. Okay, Tyrell Terry out of Stanford seems to be a lock. Josh Green out of Arizona. Jaden McDaniels out of Washington. All seem to be guys that you can't find mocks that don't include these guys. 
Okay? okay. Isaiah Stewart, the big out of Washington. Zeke Nanaji, another big out of Arizona. These are all guys that we are seeing consistency, plus other players like Tyler Bay out of Colorado, Peyton Pritchard out of Oregon, Nico Mannion out of Arizona. A lot of names thrown around. It seems like they could have nine go, but they might all go from picks 20 to 30. It's going to be a road, but I think we get there. All right, but Kevin's got a lot of options out there in the Pac-12. We wish you well with those bats, Kevin. We come back and talk awards in the MLB. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, right here to the early line, giving you the edge on SportsGrid. We've got to give you an update on the Masters, and it's an interesting one. Play has been suspended at Augusta because of the weather. Okay, the rain has kind of crossed the horizon of being a little bit too much, so they're off the course right now. Kevin, for me, you know, the issue is we already knew part of it being in November and not April is that it gets dark a lot earlier. There's only so far they can play until about, say, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, 4.30. Then it gets starts getting too dark. That's part of why we have these really early tea times. You know what I mean? So, interesting. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to now work to sneak it all in, and it may compound itself. People playing, you know, 36 holes tomorrow. But then again, it's supposed to rain all week. This is going to be an issue for the duration. Yeah, I got to think that they try and play as deep into the dark as possible yeah. because it, it's going to clear up right when they start back today and you got to go. You just got to go. I mean, that's what it is. Yep. But I do wonder about rhythms, right? I mean, certain, you know, just a guy like Bryson, this guy's supposed to start at 733. You would think someone as scientifically slash analytically yeah. driven as him yeah. would you know, probably not be all too happy about sitting idly, you know? So those are the type of things to watch. If guys get off to rocky starts today, this might be what Cam was talking about, about, you know, hey, listen, there's a clear reason as to why it was a slow start. Let's get back on it now. Yeah, listen, I hear you, and the idea of sitting around idly is the same way as, like, a starting pitcher in a rain delay. Right. You know, you're all geeked up. You're ready to go. You're warmed up. You're loose. And now you got to sit around and twiddle your thumbs. And it's unknown exactly when it will come back. I agree with you, Kev. They're going to force it over the threshold to play as late as they can and, you know, in as sloppy as they can. But this is something we will see all week long. Kev, when we come back here in hour number two, we got a lot to discuss. I mean, we got a Thursday night football game that's on and popping. We got to update everybody on the injuries that are going on and a lot of news and no. We congratulate winners in Major League Baseball. We've got, you know, big time movement in the UFC. A huge name is out of a pay-per-view, Kev. And another huge name is looking to, you know, fill in. We'll talk about that as well. And I don't know if you noticed, but Team USA is in action. We've got an international break in soccer. That's why there's no Champions League. That's why there's a break in the MLS playoffs. A lot to cover, and we will do so in hour number two of the early line, which is coming up right after this. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.